Mike's Daily Podcast. FF episode 1883, 1883. And the lady we just heard from is going to figure in the podcast picture later. Mike's Daily Podcast. Podcasting from Podcastro Valleyton. Today it's Mike Matthews. Yeah, cafe anyway. It's hopefully for you a great day. I got to drink some beer for the first time in a long time. Yesterday I went to a place in Oakland or was it Temescal? Anyway, cafe anyway. Mike's Daily Podcast. It was a wonderful day I had with my lovely lady friend. And I had Mike's a lot of German food. Daily a schnitzel podcast sandwich. Yeah. Which is basically like a pork chop sandwich. Although they usually make it with veal, this place did it in chicken or with pork. And it was delicious. Oh, the whole time I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. And because it's California, they put avocado on it. And it was 16 bucks. So you might be going, Mike, that's crazy expensive. No, that's crazy cheap for the Bay Area. And a bunch of fries. It was it was a wonderful time. Basil the Boxer was there. Unfortunately, that will not be the podcast picture today. I don't know if we took any good pictures from that excursion, that Mike excursion yesterday. But I'm going to already tell you a little bit about the podcast picture that you will hear about in a moment that uh, Ariel will announce because we went on two trips down to Los Angeles when I was married. Towards the end of my marriage, I went to Ventura, Los Angeles. Well, first down to Southern California because at this point we were living in the Bay Area. I moved to the Bay Area almost 10 years ago. It'll be 10 years in about a month. It'll be 10 years that I've been here. And back then I was still married and my lovely lady friend uh, was also married, I think, back at those days. Someone else. And here's today's podcast picture. To someone else, obviously. And then we're both divorcees that found each other years later. At any rate, I was still married to my ex-wife. Okay, so... We would go down to Southern California, Los Angeles. And the first time, I think we went down just by ourselves. The second time, oh, that's right, because we went to someone's birthday party down in Escondido. The second time we went down to Southern California, we took with us the gal you just heard, Ariel. And in fact, it was on that trip, Ariel got her ears pierced for the first time. She was... When uh, we knew her, she was, uh, I think she just turned 20 or just turned 21. No, no, no. She was, she was a teenager then. That's right. Cause she turned 21 and that's Basil. And we had Basil back at that point as well. And Basil was with me yesterday having a fun time. Basil's still kicking it and doing it. Uh, So Ariel was, had, had not yet pierced her ears. In fact, I'm, gonna, I'm giving a little backstory about Ariel, who you don't know, but just to say, when she turned 21, she was in Vegas, and we flew out to Vegas for that trip. And I remember I didn't gamble at all on that trip, and people told me, and I had a horrible time on that trip to Vegas, and people told me later, well, Mike, did you gamble? And I said, no. Well, Mike, did you, what's the other thing you do in Vegas? You smoke, you drink, you 
It's If you're not gambling in Vegas, it's expensive. And then if you're gambling, it's expensive. So Vegas is just a stupid hole in the desert into which one pours money. At any rate, cafe any rate. I mean, cafe anyway. Ariel and I and my ex-wife, we're going through. We go down to, I guess it was somewhere in L.A., and then we came back up, went to Ventura, and then drove through Santa Barbara, I think, headed back to... Okay, we did that exact same trip again a year later, only this time with my cousin from Hamburg, Germany. And so she's visiting California for the first time. And we do that exact same trip at the exact same time in August. So now my Google Photos is sending me all these pictures this weekend. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing the trip from 2011, then I'm seeing the trip from 2012, and the podcast picture, this is a long way to go, is from 2012, not in Southern California, but actually in San Francisco, because my cousin was taking, who you heard at the very beginning of the show, Mike's Daily Podcast, what she says, she took... Uh, a picture of me at the Japanese tea garden in Golden Gate Park. And that picture, you can see me with a goatee. And that's at mikesdailypodcast.com. So, but I also wanted to point out that my cousin did something very interesting. So, 2012, my marriage was just about over. And there's an interesting thing that my cousin was doing that she never told me about. And I don't know if she listens to this show. So I don't know if she's going to call me and respond to this. At some point, I have to talk to her about this. But she was taking pictures of me and my ex-wife a lot. And I think it was because she knew things, things weren't, weren't too good. She, things, she knew things were on the, on the downslope. Things were wrapping up or unraveling or however you want to put it. And so I, I'm looking at some of these pictures that Google Photos is pointing out because it was uh, 2012 and uh, seven years ago today um, that my cousin was, was observing me and was seeing that uh, something's going on here. There's some interesting pictures of my ex-wife and I holding hands and then suddenly we're not. Suddenly we're... I remember, I, I, and I'm starting to remember them put these together, these little moments. And when you kind of know things aren't working out and, uh, well, you know, you could, could we have gone to counseling? Yes. Did we get divorced? And then years later, I ended up marrying, a, uh, not marrying, but uh, dating a marriage counselor? Yes. Freudian slip? Yes. My lovely lady friend is a marriage counselor, which is interesting. But at any rate, She's a she's a uh, a therapist. So, how things turn around, isn't it odd? And I'm and I'm dating a divorcee, my lovely lady friend now. But uh, so, and my ex-wife has gotten since remarried, and she started a family, and she's doing great. And so, the whole point of all of this is this podcast picture was during the day that I was with my cousin and my ex-wife at the Japanese Tea Garden, the Golden Gate Park which you should check out if you're ever in San Francisco. And you can see that picture now at mikesdailypodcast.com. And as we go outside a cafe anyway, we're bringing you Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcaster Valley Tun. Sometimes people are perceptive. 
If you think something is happening in your life and you're not sure, ask a friend. Ask someone. They see you from the outside. And sometimes we need a a fresh perspective on things. Albert Einstein said that everything in the universe is perspective. Everything is point of view. Everything is like if you're traveling at the speed of light and I see you traveling at the speed of light, you're gonna look like a elongated, stretched out person who's frozen in time. Because my time is going so much faster than yours. You're just, you're just zooming past. When you come back to earth after traveling at the speed of light, I will be an old, old man or dead. And that's perspective. So sometimes we need someone to see the big picture and tell us the big picture and bounce ideas off of and get a different view. And yesterday's show, the last show, I was discussing how sometimes in life you got to rest. And I, oh, I, I rested a lot yesterday. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to do that. You did. You, you allowed me by saying, Mike, uh, go rest. And I did. I went, I rested high on that mountain. That's a country song that Vince Gill did. No, I rested instead on a Bart. I fell asleep on a Bart because I was, uh, I got to the Bart station a little late and just missed my train. So I said, you know what? Instead of taking the train that direction, I'm going to go the other direction because here comes the train right now. And I hopped on that train instead and I went the other way. It was a long train run and it was the Doobie Brothers and I went the other way. And, and I went back and I saw a bunch of people with golden retrievers that were uh, training them to be guide dogs. And so all these golden retrievers were sitting on the BART and they were so cute. They were just hanging out and, 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 and uh, relaxing. And then uh, I'm falling asleep on this nice, cool, air-conditioned BART train. By the way, if you ever ride BART, our transport... Our train system, our transport, public transportation system, rapid transportation system in the Bay Area, and it's a hot day, and you're in a hot BART car, just go to the next car over. It's probably air conditioned. You probably found the one with the bad air conditioning. Don't sit and suffer through that unless you're stuck with a bunch of people like a sardine can. Then, then you really can't do anything, and that sucks for you, and I'm sorry. But if you can, get up and move. All right. All that to say, I was watching a wonderful documentary. I've been watching James Bond movie documentaries about how they made certain James Bond movies. Am I a huge James Bond fan? Well, I went to see every Roger Moore James Bond from Moonraker to View to a Kill, which is an odd movie if you think about it because it's about Silicon Valley and that movie came out in 86 with the Duran Duran song. Meeting you with a view to a kill. Dance into the fire. The terrorist is all we need. Dance into the fire. So what that movie is about is Silicon Valley Oh, Patrick McNee is in it, by the way. Patrick McNee, who was the British agent dude in the Avengers from, what, the 60s and 70s? That was a big TV show that Chrissy Hine did an homage to with the Pretenders when she did the song and the video to Don't Get Me Wrong. Then 
Roger Moore at that time was doing the TV show that also got popular in America that came from England called The Saint. So those two star in the movie View to a Kill. Okay. And then in the movie View to a Kill, you have a young Christopher Walken who plays a crazed villain guy who has this plan to take all the silicon chips in the world and corner the market and then he's going to sink Silicon Valley into the ocean. That was his plan. In fact, he it used the Hayward Fault, which I think I live on. Yes, by my house now. It's on a Hayward Fault. And housing prices are falling like the Led Zeppelins. Okay, so he uh, was in this movie. He's the villain. They filmed the movie all over the Bay Area. In fact, I'm, I'm still watching the documentary about that movie and enjoying it. But the documentary that I wanted to get back to. So that, by the way, if you're in the Bay Area, you've got to watch A View to a Kill because it is a James Bond movie that takes place in the Bay Area. And it took place during the whole beginning of the Silicon Valley days. That's really the birth time right there where things, I mean, we weren't really using computers yet like we do today. And it was all being born in Silicon Valley. And the James Bond people in England knew about that and made this movie about it, kind of. And there's Grace Slick in it. It's a strange movie. So that's View to a Kill. But I was watching this other James Bond documentary movie thing about Live and Let Die, which was the first one Roger Moore did when he took over for Sean Connery. Now, Roger Moore was all nervous about taking over the role, even though he knew Sean Connery, but he wanted to set it apart. He didn't want to say, my name is Bond, James Bond, because he was afraid of saying, my name is Bond, James Bond. He wanted to set it apart from himself. So he, the first time he delivers that line, he kind of spaces it out. My name is Bond, James Bond. He kind of put it, spaced it out. But see, I always... I'm weird. I'm the one. I am the one who always associated Roger Warren with James Bond. Nobody had to convince me. I already believed it. It was hard for me to believe Timothy Dalton as James Bond. Pierce Brosnan was James Bond. Always James Bond. To me, he was always Daniel Craig. Okay, he's James Bond. And then whoever this actress is who's going to take over for James Bond. That's cool. But still, back in Live and Let Die, it was the first one with him. With Roger Moore, it was the first. It had the Paul McCartney song, of course, with Wings, that uh, I, I think was one of his first big hits after leaving the Beatles. Or had he left the Beatles yet? Oh, I don't think he had. The, were the Beatles still together in 1970? This is a good question. You can call me at three plus three equals six. Mm, as in Mike Matthews daily, as in what this podcast is. Actually, for the past two days, it's been daily. We'll see if it continues because I couldn't get my computer to work at home yet. Dang it. Okay, so watching this documentary, I found a bunch of stuff very fascinating. First off, when Sean Connery said he was done, and he said he was done because he had, a, the, or there was only two things he wanted to accomplish in his life. To have his own golf course because he's Scottish, and they invented golf. And the other thing was he wanted his own bank. And because he had a, his own golf course and was well on his way to having his own bank, he decided to quit Sean Connery. Uh, the, uh, James Bond, rather. Okay, so the guys that make uh, 
007 at that time The guy Broccoli And then you know the whole Ian Fleming thing That whole collaboration From England They decide hey Maybe we should get Burt Reynolds Seriously Burt Reynolds almost became James Bond Isn't that crazy But instead they get Roger Moore Okay Roger Moore knew the guys that made James Bond He would go gambling with them he knew them already because he was a gambler and gambled with them. And they're like, hey, Roger, want to be? Okay, I'll be James Bond. Uh, and then, oh, the guy who was making this broccoli guy, his last name, Broccoli, and you should always eat broccoli. It's good for you. Uh, he, ow, as I kick the patio table out here of cafe anyway, that hurt. Mm. He said, James Bond needs to be tall. And I had no idea. Roger Moore was 6'5". Yeah, I didn't realize he was that tall Okay Live and Let Die Is a James Bond movie With a lot of black actors Unfortunately Every black actor in that movie Just about is a villain So here we are In the, in the midst of the civil rights movement And we've got Black actors playing villains So That was the thing about that movie And then also it was filmed in New Orleans Had a lot of boat stunts That caused lots of injury Because they actually tried to make these boats These uh, speed boats jump over Like things that speed boats are not meant to jump over And they crashed into trees And people got hurt uh, Mr. Sh uh, Roger Moore got uh, kidney stones During the filming and he also got injured while riding in a boat. There is a double-decker bus scene where the double-decker bus goes underneath a bridge and the top gets torn off. And they, they didn't know if that was going to actually work. And they actually did it not knowing if it would work or not. And <laughs> the top came flying off. It's an interesting scene the, and, and, and Jane Seymour was in the Okay, so Jane Seymour is the Bond woman In this movie Yes, Jane, that Jane Seymour uh, Quinn Medicine Woman That lady She was a Bond girl Did you know that? Uh, to quote uh, somebody we will hear from In a little bit Is he here today? Yes Uh Oh my gosh, there are just so many layers to this freaking movie. So the Jane Seymour character, this Bond girl, was actually going to be Diana Ross was going to play that role. But at the last minute, they're like, well, she needs to be white. Yeah, that was going on with the British filmmakers that made this movie. They had some issues. So this double-decker bus, Jane Seymour in the stunts with the double-decker bus, almost getting killed, I guess, a couple times. Jane Seymour with freaking I don't know what it was at the, uh, And a lot of the Bond movies too uh, The women have a lot of hair In the era of Roger Moore the It seemed like all the Bond girls Had uh, Hair down to their toes Practically so, such long hair And there's this one scene They're talking about this guy Rides a motorcycle off of a th People are falling into the water The water People are Riding boats out of the water Skidding out of the water uh, Driving over Taking the boats Going over grass um, Smashing into trees This one guy's riding a motorcycle Goes off a jump And falls in the water And actually he fell right on a coral reef Because they filmed it all around The Bay Area uh, Not the Bay Area But down around the Gulf 
And yeah, he got hurt really badly. And then, okay, finally, to wrap this all up, this is the last fascinating thing I found about this whole film, Live and Let Die, which later Guns N' Roses did a cover of and it was okay. It's that they did a lot of tarot cards. There's tarot cards in the movie and in the if you see the uh, the movie poster for it, there's tarot cards. The actors on the set were actually there. Somebody showed up like a witch doctor showed up and did tarot card readings. And with Jane Seymour, one did one for Jane Seymour. One did one for Roger Moore. Seymour, Roger Moore. Interesting. There was a lot of ores on that show, on that movie. Uh, this, this witch doctor shows up and he says to Roger Moore, that, and they have this on film. He says, Roger, you are going to have... A son And Later in your life You are going to ha- This is my accent Whatever That Jamaica They were from Jamaica Come on You are going to As you are older You're going to become A humanitarian <laughs> Wasn't even a Jamaican accent But they successfully predicted That Roger Moore Would have a son And actually the son Was conceived in the During the filming Of that movie Interestingly enough, probably when the witch doctor did the reading and he did become a humanitarian later, helping kids in third world countries. James uh, Roger Moore did. And Jane Seymour, the witch doctor or the fortune teller, I don't know if it was the same guy, but this person predicted that Jane Seymour would be married three times. And she, in fact, was married four times. I think she's on her fourth marriage. But to hear that, and she said she put all the, her put her wedding ring away, didn't want anything to be a tell to maybe that the fortune teller would, you know, glean off of and pretend, you know, do like a, a sham. And, you know, th- just from observing you come up with these observations that were uh, in and trying, you know, do that little thing, that tomfoolery that they do. Fortune tellers, some of them, most of them, all of them, I don't know. Oh, and not to mention the, all the alligators. There's a scene where James Bond runs on top of alligators, and they actually had a stunt guy do it. They, he did it five times, and in this documentary, they show each of the takes, and like a couple of times, the, the alligators actually got his foot. I don't know how he, he walked away from this with all of his limbs. Crazy. Okay, all of that to say... That James Bond, they, they back in the day in 1970 or whatever, they freaking did. I don't know. They didn't follow any rules. They really didn't when they were filming those movies. There was all kinds of craziness going on. It was dangerous. Be glad you're not in the movie industry in 1970 because it would have been a hard life for you, I guess, is what I'm saying. Okay. And then finally, i like to wrap it up because I've gone all over the place and, you know, started in, where did I end, where did I start and where did I end up today? I have no idea. But I do know that Kipadada has passed away. Kipadada was 75. He was a comedian that did this song, um, I had a wet dream in Gulf Stream, wet dream, where he, he fills this song with all of these uh Puns that have to do with fish And oceans And it's just a goofy 
song and he has passed away. He was an actor that often appeared on The Tonight Show. If you have no idea who Kipadada is, then just look up Wet Dream. It's a goofy song and it's pretty funny. It came out in the 80s. Okay, that's it. So get, it's big picture. Sometimes you need to get a big picture from your best friend or from these guys that are stopping here at Cafe Anyway outside of Cafe Anyway, the last place on earth somewhere in Podcaster Valleyton. Michael Matthew, is this show almost over? Ooh. Yes. And go. Oh, the phone's ringing. I got to wrap it up. And you too. Oh, dear, Mike, you better answer the phone, dear. Yeah, answer the phone. Do you know that? Okay, I'm going to answer it real quick. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye. Yes, the show's almost over. Thanks for calling. Next show, it'll be the wonderful Shelly Shuhart, Floyd the Foreman, and John Deere, the engineer. If you'd like to give me a call, 3 plus 3 equals 6 MM Daily. Have a great day. Mike's Daily Podcast.com.